Welcome everyone to Good Night and Good Game, your source for geek news for the week that was. I'm your host James and with me as always is my wonderful co-host Hector. Hello. This week on the show after the news, we're going to take a deep dive into the Overwatch 2 info since it's about to be released next week. Before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where's a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. Uh, quick note, due to a scheduling conflict this week, we were unable to get this week's Patreon episode going, uh, but we will be back next week with our horror movie special. So oh, yeah. We will be doing uh, Glorious next week. Glorious, yes. Uh, which you can watch on Shudder. So, yeah, yeah, if you want to watch it in advance, uh, I would highly recommend going over to Shudder, checking it out. Yeah. With all that out of the way, it's time for The Prelude. Prelude. Hey everyone, welcome to the Prelude. It's time to dive into what we've been up to this week, what we've been playing, what we've been watching, what has been occupying our free time, and what has been making us happy. Hector, what do you got for me this week? All right, I got a few more indies for you. Uh, let's see here. This week on the docket, I am currently in the middle of playing Moonscars. Okay. Moonscars is a Castlevania-like. It's uh, on Game Pass if you want it there. It's available on Steam if you want it there. Mm-hmm. And it, it just got this absolutely beautiful art style and feels like old school Castlevania with a little bit of like Souls mixed in. Love and, and, everything about this. Yeah, you feel Souls in the in the game gameplay style like you know the weighty combat and the uh, you know the currency recovery on death if you can make sure. it back to where your corpse was and the incredibly obfuscated story that you will only learn by you know playing through the game and then reading a wiki and right. then, like waiting for Vati to make a video You're about right, it right and yeah it's one of those it, it, it's been great so far can't recommend it enough look up a trailer and um that brings me to my second game which you should absolutely look up a trailer for this game is also on Game Pass. I bought it on Steam because I thoroughly believe in this developer. And this game is called Proteus. Proteus, okay. if anyone who knows me, they won't be surprised by this, is a boomer shooter mm-hmm. or a retro shooter. Um, it's not actually it's not actually built in the um uh it's not actually built in the build engine. Sure. I believe this was made with Unity, mm-hmm. but it does really look like a build engine game and it functions like that like right. one. It's lightning fast, you know, you're fighting against characters that like are 3D models but are dressed to look like sprites, even in the way that they like rotate so nice. that they're always okay. facing you. Yeah. Um, the, the atmosphere is ridiculous. The graphics are gorgeous in like that retro style. Mm -hmm. Like it takes something with all the charm of something like Duke Nukem or Doom or even early Quake and then gives it this gorgeous lighting model to where, you know, Mm -hmm. when things explode, light fills the room and, you know, there's all these amazing effects everywhere. Really beautiful looking uh, monster design. Whole game can't recommend it enough. I, 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 I have to say that this game, this small, small game, this game that I believe just over $20 on Steam, mm-hmm. um, launched with a triple A amount of features for it. You oh. have Team Deathmatch. You have a level editor and a community of levels built into the game where you don't have to leave the game to A, get in and design a level, B, publish it, and C, let other people play it. Okay. Very, very cool. The co-op, the, the, the campaign is co-op, up to four players, just because it can be. Love that. Um, yeah, and, and and it's out there, and it's ready to go. It just left early access, I think, on the 23rd, so, like, earlier mm. this week. And I've had it on my wish list for a long time. I realized it came out today, and I started playing it, and I'm, like, two levels in, and I can't get enough. <laughs> it nice. is, yeah, a, a, an amazing game, tons of fun. Soundtrack is just impeccable vibes. Of, you know, metal and, like, dark synth. Um, yeah, too cool. 
Way too okay. cool. Um, the other thing I did, you'd be interested in this one, is I started playing Slime Rancher 2. Oh, nice. It's yeah. out? Yeah, yeah. That nice. came out, and it's on Game Pass, day mm. one. It's ready to go. I played, like, 45 minutes of it. Not necessarily my type of game, but I know that uh, you liked it a lot back mm. in the day. It was fun. And so I decided to pick it up, because why not? Because it's on Game Pass, and just And give it's it a worth try. supporting that developer. It very much is, because that developer is awesome. The game seems like a ton of fun. Mm. Like, an absolute ton of fun. It's, it's just, I, I have so many games to play right now. Yep. So I may not pick that one back up immediately, but if Slime Rancher was your thing... Slime Rancher 2 is ready for you, and it's gorgeous. It kind of feels like, from what I saw of you playing Slime Rancher, more of that and a lot prettier. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's all they were do- going for with it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm super ready for that. Last two things. First one, I finished Edge Runners, the Netflix anime. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It, it, it is a fantastic representation of what it feels like to be in cyberpunk in, in, yep. in either the RPG game or the um, CD Projekt Red game. Mm-hmm. The anime is fantastic. Um, they, you can tell that the animation studio Trigger put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Feels great. The ending of the story was a very <clears throat> cyberpunk ending in all cool. the best ways. Uh, I'm going to probably check that this weekend, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would suggest it. If you like Netflix anime, the, 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 the Castlevanias, the Arcanes of the mm. world, Edge Runners is right up your alley. It has that ultraviolence. It has that adult sensibility mm-hmm. but and that incredible animation. But also, it, you know, it still feels like anime nice. in a good way. And the very last one is something that I really wish you had come to. And if we ever get the chance again, you will. Mm-hmm. I will force you to. This week, I had the ability to see Avatar in on the big screen in 3D. James Cameron's Avatar. James Cameron's Avatar, not... Um, <laughs> Yeah, not the other one. Not the other one. Yeah. The, the, the one about aliens, not the one that that, that, that wasn't quite an anime. No. Um, Avatar in 3D for the, in theaters for the first time since 2012. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, that experience, uh, the movie is one thing. I can talk all day about how I like the movie and how it holds up and how it's better now than it was when it came out. Mm-hmm. I can talk about how well all of the like CG and everything holds up. I can talk about that movie and why it's good all day. I'm not going to do that right now. Right. I'm going to talk about it being in 3D. Mm-hmm. Because 3D, after this movie came out, became an enormous fad that kind of ended... Like when, when when the first Avengers came out, yeah, really, it, it, it there was all the time in between, like Avatar and the and the first Avengers, um, that we were like everything had to be some three D, and mm. there were glasses everywhere, and we were just going in and doing that and paying a dollar or two more for our movie tickets yep. to see the movie in three D because they like shot two scenes or like two effects in three D, and you get to see him fly out of the screen. Yep, that sucked that was terrible people sold you 3d tvs and glasses for your living room that was all bullshit fuck all of that i hope none of you were scammed and bought into that Mm -hmm. but this movie on the big screen in 3d with the glasses and everything this is the one scenario i i I cannot recommend seeing this movie any other way When it comes to a big screen, this is kind of the formative 3D experience. I mean, it launched a thousand ships and they were shitty ships and they all burned and crashed into the ocean. They were James Cameron Titanic ships? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you get a chance to do this, because they're kind of releasing this a lot all over the country mm-hmm. as we get hyped up for the sequel that is supposed to come out this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you get a chance to see Avatar in 3D in the theater, I can't recommend it enough. If you've never done it before, it's the only thing that would ever convince you that making a movie in 3D is a good idea. It adds that much to the experience, and it's just, it is a a, a sight to behold. It is an experience all in, an, 
all into itself. Okay. So good. My stuff's pretty simple this week. Didn't have a whole lot going on. Was busy with just a ton of things real life wise. Uh, we were, I was still hammering out all the kinks on the new computer for the uh, show. We are live streaming today, yeah. which is an upgrade from where we were last week. So great. Um, so yeah, things are, things are moving and, and progress is happening with the show behind the scenes. Uh, so that's a lot of what I've been working on. Still playing Cult of the Lamb. That's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, two things I did watch this week. Uh, I'm a giant cooking competition show person. Uh, I started a new one i think you'd really like hector it's called mm. alex versus america Ooh, okay it's on a food network or discovery plus it's alex gornishelli it's a show kind of like beat bobby flay where like like people are competing against alex gornishelli except mm-hmm. it's done with actual like class and no humor oh okay it's like you are facing an iron chef yeah like bring your a game to this and it's her versus like three people oh wow oh uh, okay. yeah she takes on three people at once um, nice. It is very impressive. There are two seasons of it right now. I am binge watching that. That is my my evening glass of wine and watch, you know, Hell that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've been watching because spooky season mm-hmm. is Shudder has a show that is being aired every Wednesday. Um, it is a, a hundred and one scariest horror movie moments. Oh, hell yeah. Um, there's three episodes out right now. Every time I get done with an episode, I'm just like, more please. Yeah. Um, and it, the, it's, it, it's exactly what's on the 10. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go into it, they'll show between 10 and 13 clips and they have every famous person in the world that's just on it being like, this is why this scary moments, you know, so, so terrifying. This last episode, they did um, Cujo. Ooh, yeah. Um, you know, there's just everything that you could think of that is just a classic one that they do. Uh, I want to say that there was one of the David Lynch ones. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. But I'm thinking of uh, They Live. Oh, yeah. Where like, yeah, yeah. You know, there was like something for They Live in there. Uh, there was one for The Fly. Nice. Um, and the scene for The Fly, they could have chosen anything for The Fly. Yeah. Um, but the one that they picked was the arm wrestling scene. Because they're yeah. just like, because they have like Kate Siegel, who's, uh, you know, and all the Mike Flanagan stuff. She mm. she was talking about it. And she's like, this is why it's terrifying. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. It just, yeah. he just breaks a motherfucker's arm. Mm. And you're just, and it's there and it doesn't cut away. It just stays there and makes you watch it. And it happens so fast. And it's like, it's, she's like, it's almost like a jump scare, but it's not. Yeah. No, that's that. That's true. Yeah, and so like it's all fantastic. Shutter, obviously, for everything Halloween related, has been great. Um, obviously, we're gonna watch like we just said earlier, Glorious this oh, yeah. upcoming week. Mm-hmm. We have tons of horror that we're gonna be watching. Uh, there's a lot of animated features on Shutter that I've been putting on my to do list. Uh, so there's some really good animated horror stuff that they're they've been coming out with, and it's for adults. It's uh, one of them's a little bit more in the style of like heavy metal. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, love that. it'll it'll be super exciting to see. So yeah, we have a ton of stuff uh, right around the corner for all of that. But that's everything that we have for the prelude. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back on the other side, we'll be going into all of the news in the weekly raid. The weekly raid. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It's time for the weekly raid, your news roundup for the week's geek news. Kicking things off, in case you missed this one, I uh, can't believe that we missed this one. Mm. Keanu Reeves is going to be reprising his role as John Constantine for a sequel to the 2005 film. Uh, Francis Lawrence is coming back to direct. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Are you kidding? I fucking love that movie. I have that movie on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's how much I love that movie. Um, yeah, when, that's great. When I, I mean, when I first saw this news, my first like gut reaction, and not in a mean way, was like, "Who asked for this?" And then I thought about that question honestly for a second. I'm like, "Wait, every every one of us asked for this." Yeah, this is like uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I, the the only thing I can think of, and, and uh, it's hard to compare these, but. 
Like, if someone was like, hey, um, Kyle Urban's coming back and we're going to make another Dread movie. Yeah. Like, like you know, uh, probably a whole bunch of people not familiar with the movie would be like, what? Why? Yeah. But anyone who saw the movie would be like, fuck yes. Fucking mm-hmm. finally, where have you been? Yep. And I think that's all it is. I think it's just a matter of time. And I think that it's one of those delayed reactions. I hate... I, I, hate to compare it to that monster squad documentary that we just watched Mm -hmm. where they really didn't know what they had until years later. Yeah, that's true. It feels like that a little bit like the, the buzz online is just like, Oh my God, because we have Twitter now and we're Mm -hmm. all just like, God, can we get a sequel to fucking Constantine? Yeah. I know it hit Netflix recently and I know Netflix has been like, Hey, y'all probably want to watch this. And everyone's like, yes, Keanu Reeves is, is, is a, 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 a demon slayer or yeah. something? Yeah, let's put that on. Yeah. So it's wise, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, obviously, Matt Ryan's been killing it lately as Constantine. Mm. Just absolutely. He's just, oh, yeah. He embodies the character perfectly. The character of Joanna Constantine on Sandman has been fantastic to watch. But it'll be cool uh, to go back and see the Keanu Reeves, you know, Constantine universe and see how it's going to play out next. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Uh, a Final Destination 6 film is in the works for HBO Max. The creator of the series, Jeffrey Reddick, spoke about it, saying not to expect the same formula that they've been following for all of these years. Mind you, there has not been a sequel to this series in over 10 years. I was going to say, like, it's been a while since the last one. 10 years since Final Destination. Yeah. The I movie, mean, we were kind of done, the, right? Because it's the movie that made it so an entire generation of people can't drive behind cars that have lumber in it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, just be near kitchens <laughs> yeah. or, or airports or cars. Yeah. Why does your generation have anxiety? Here's the Final Destination films. Yeah. To just watch them all. It's like trying to have a fist fight with cancer. Like everything around you is just going to kill you at some point. <laughs> right. To just give it give it long enough. Yep. It's cool. It's interesting. They're saying that they're wanting to go in a different direction with it. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen those films. So like when we actually get a release date for it, I'm going to be like, why don't we just bend some fucking Final Destination? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, for a horror film to put on your radar, normally this is just news, but this is kind of news slash recommendations. Mm. Uh, so to put a horror film on your radar, look no further than the Fantastic Film Festival here in Austin going on this week. There is a movie called uh, Satanic Hispanics that is getting us some buzz online. It's a horror anthology film created by five Latin American filmmakers who all bring a piece of their cultural background to the short stories. There's no set release date for it, but I really just wanted to let everybody know about it. Yeah. Like you look at the name at first and you're like, wait a minute, this could be questionable. Mm -hmm. But then the more I was reading about it, and of course some of my favorite creators, uh, C. Robert Cargill was uh, talking about it. He's like, dude, Satanic Hispanics is like, so good and i trust that man's movie recommendations oh, for sure. yeah and so yeah like it was just something that i just want to put in everybody's mind that as soon as we get a release date for satanic hispanics i'm probably just going to shout it out on the show real quick because that's how excited i am for this movie yeah sounds awesome in news that should shock no one it was announced this week that the google stadia is officially shutting down on january 18th 2023 oh no it was doing so well <laughs> According to GameSpot, all Stadia hardware purchases made through the Google Store will be refunded, including games and add-on content purchased from that storefront. Good. I mean, yeah, they, they probably just did the math and found out that that refund was cheaper than keeping it going for another month mm-hmm. or year or whatever. We're like, yeah, let's do that. No one likes this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Stadia, no one's surprised it died. I, I don't think it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I think it had a terrible business model. Sure. And that's that's you know why no one went to it because it's just a terrible deal. We never encourage people to go back and listen to our old episodes, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if you went back and listened to one of our old episodes of when the Stadia was being announced, 
I'm pretty sure one of us said like, so what's the time frame before they kill it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Google, That's what Google is, does. Google abandons their projects all, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact we were, that Google Google chat has survived as long as it has. Yeah. We're just like, thank, please keep that. That's our group chat. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just someone on the Gmail team who's like, no, it's part of our plus it's part of our thing. Yeah. We're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. But Stadia, nobody was surprised by when the announcement hit today. No. It was just like. It, it was the shot fired around the world. That everybody's like, what? That's still a thing. Like yeah. it's still going. Has anybody even mentioned, has anybody even Googled the name Stadia in the last, you know, six to eight months? Yeah. To do, to do like what with, and if I right. walked into someone's home and I saw one of those Stadia controllers on like their coffee table, yeah. I would apologize to them. <laughs> just be like, I'm so sorry it's sitting next that Google to, hurt you. It's sitting next to their Ooh yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, wow, bud. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, they got you twice. <laughs> uh, this week, Ryan Reynolds announced Deadpool 3, which will release on September 6, 2024. Hugh Jackman will be reprising his role as Wolverine for the film. I kind of want to spend a minute talking about this because uh, I want to put a big asterisk here. We normally do not do rumor and speculation in the news section, mm-hmm. but there's been like a million videos that have hit since this fucking trailer went out. Of, mm-hmm. Like, how is Deadpool joining the MCU? How is Wolverine in this Deadpool movie? Yeah. Okay. Again, speculation, but we need to talk about this. A, they can just put Wolverine in it. Yeah. It's a Deadpool movie. Yeah. He died in Logan. This takes place before Logan. There's the, so there's the answer to that. And that's fine. Uh, The second one. And again, speculation, they keep saying like, Oh, how is Deadpool going to enter the MCU? Because he does make a comment in the video about like Deadpool entering the MCU. Yeah, I I guarantee you that if Deadpool shows up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's because he used a teleporter. He's going to be for about 30 seconds, maybe see a Spider-Man and blink out. Yeah. They're not just going to stick Deadpool in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I mean, whatever they decide to do with him. I mean, if we're being technical, like like Sony's Venom has been to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to be like that. Yeah. So so we'll see what they do. They, They may. They may blip him in or something. They may do like a portal. And maybe he does stick around. I don't know. They can do anything with Deadpool. It's a stupid character. It's fun. It's very fun. Deadpool, She-Hulk crossover where they just talk to the camera the whole time. God, I would love that. And then just like Wolverine in the background, like murdering someone horribly. Yeah. Come on. Like, yeah. For anyone worried about the timeline and continuity, I invite you to kindly shut the fuck up. Like, like don't go on Twitter with your, with your anger and your rage because it doesn't make sense to you this thing that neither you are in charge of writing nor you don't have any control over this you're not making Deadpool money no you're not just let them make the thing yeah and then decide afterwards if you like it sure and it just I just know like the moment I went on YouTube after that hit it was just like here's five million videos we're gonna recommend to you about people's thoughts about Deadpool in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I was like no no I don't please, fucking no. want that I'm so done with those videos Marvel speculation videos just drive me insane at this point yeah because it's I mean they're never right they're literally <laughs> never right yeah we don't have this like Breaking Bad moment where someone on the internet figured the plot to the episode out before it aired or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's not what's happening here. It's a bunch of people who like comic books speculating about comic shit when this isn't that. Right. That's what we always get. And then just throwing the word Mephisto in there five times. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm yeah, honestly yeah. surprised She-Hulk hasn't made a Mephisto joke yet. Oh. I am very surprised. Oh, it's soon. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is making waves online as it has now sold over 20 million units thanks to the buzz around the Netflix show Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Mm -hmm. The one and only expansion to 2077 called Phantom Liberty is set to release in 2023. Yep. Which will have more Keanu Reeves. Speaking of Keanu. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Keanu episode. We should have just themed it. Yeah. And speaking of self-referential jokes, there is a line in Edgerunners where someone goes, what's with all these cops? It's like they're appearing out of thin air. Oh, nice. (laughs) Which was, if you don't know, a a bug that they had when the game launched where (laughs) cops wouldn't arrive at your crime. They would appear at Mm -hmm. your crime, notably immediately behind you. (laughs) There you go. Super excited about that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, man. Like we're hearing all this buzz around Edgerunners and everybody I know is talking about Edgerunners and Mm -hmm. people that I know in various discords I'm a part of. They're all saying like, oh, yeah, I watched Edgerunners and I immediately like picked up Cyberpunk or I reinstalled Cyberpunk and just, yeah. Not going to lie, the entire time I was watching it, I couldn't wait to play the game again. I promised myself I'm going to wait until Phantom Liberty comes out to like re-roll a character and go through it. But I mean, yeah, I was like, man, I need to get in there and like like play some shit. And it's the the show fault the mm-hmm. show catapulted this and and i i listened to an interview with um the guy at cdpr who helped write and produce the whole anime yeah. and the whole deal and he used to write and produce the comic the comic books that they made out of the witcher oh okay so that was his job and he was talking about how big the project was and and, and all of that type of stuff and uh yeah they, they asked him it's like so did you do this because of did you make this anime because of how great the Witcher show was for Witcher three sales? Mm-hmm. Because if, if, if I'm sure some of you remember, some of you might not, but when the Witcher show came out on Netflix, Witcher three climbed up to like a hundred thousand concurrent players on steam. Mm-hmm. And that game at that point was like seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, did you like, did you expect the same thing to happen for cyberpunk? And they're like, no, no, it's different with live action. We had Henry Cavill. This is literally <laughs> anime. Yeah. Like, like, I understand that people like anime and that it's got so much more exposure in the last, like, 20 years or so, but it's still fucking anime. Right. Like, like people weren't, like, like we didn't expect a million people to watch this show, but, mm. uh, like, because it's not for everybody. People are on their second rewatch of it, I'm hearing. Oh, for sure. Here. Yeah, I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. I've seen people literally take stills from the show and mod them into like the start screen for the game so that they can like oh, look cool. at them. That's yeah. cool. I love that. Uh, Basam, uh, sorry, I'm hoping I'm not going to butcher names in this next section. So I apologize in advance. Basan uh, Tarak, who is the director of Marvel's upcoming Blade film, has left the production just two mo- months before it starts filming due to scheduling conflicts. Oh, no. Uh, he will remain on board as an executive producer. The script for the film uh, was written by Stacey Osei Kafour, who worked as the writer and story editor for the HBO Watchmen series. Oh, shit. Despite the director leaving, it sounds like the production is in pretty good hands. There's a lot of panic online, like, oh, my God, the director of Blade just left two months before. They're, they're saying that it's literally just scheduling conflicts. Yeah, you just had other shit to do, yeah. which makes sense. Everyone in Hollywood is very busy. They, they had a pandemic and now they're all back to work. Yeah. And they all probably took a lot of projects in that time. Yeah. Everybody's that I've been reading the interviews for this about, they're all just saying like, yes, like we, we have everything that we need to make the movie. Everything's ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just a kind of a small blip, so to speak, in the in the process. We're just going to get a new director. We've got him on as the executive producer still. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be working with us on this he just can't be directing the way that he was because he's going to be directing something else yeah and i'm fine with that and for anyone who saw the hbo watchman series um fucking excellent yeah so, i saw like three episodes of it yeah it, it's in very good hands yeah. it's all in very good hands 
Let's see here. Microsoft's uh, CEO, Statya, Statya Nadella, uh, stated this week that he is confident that their $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard will go through despite the pressure being put on the deal due to the size of it. Um, he went on to say that he does not believe that Microsoft is the biggest player in gaming currently, stating that he believes that Sony is number one, with Microsoft being either fourth or fifth. Hmm. I mean, that's fair. I, I, I have to imagine, I mean, Sony could be bigger than Steam, but somehow I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, like you say, Microsoft is almost certainly fifth or sixth. I would say, uh, yeah, like I would that. say like Steam's definitely like number one and then like Sony yeah. would maybe be under that. Considering the only reason I have right now to own an Xbox is just to like play indies from Game Pass on my couch. Yeah. Like the only reason I would ever consider owning an Xbox at yeah. this point. Like, like what the fuck for? Yeah. Well, what am I going to do with it? Yeah. A lot of these comments obviously are coming out from the backlash that um, is happening because this deal with Activision Blizzard is so big and they, you know, there's articles coming out every week about like, you know, is it a monopoly? No, it's not. No. By all definition, Certainly not, not. it is not a monopoly. Is it a big fucking deal? Yeah, it's oh, a big yeah. fucking deal. Um, and yeah, it's going to be under, put under a lot of scrutiny. They're going to be analyzing every aspect of this purchase because mm-hmm. that is a huge fucking purchase. Um, and yeah, Sony's mad about it cause they're going to lose call of duty eventually. Like that's what is yeah. a thing. Maybe make a first person shooter something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make your own first person shooter. Do something. You have years and years to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's the other side of this where as Blizzard continued to like trip over its own asshole by being an asshole yeah. to like everyone that works for them. There were a lot of times probably on this show. Again, we don't encourage you to watch our old episodes, mm-hmm. but um, there are times where we were like, man, I wish someone would just buy blizzard and like, mm-hmm. just make games well because they're not fucking going to do it. Yep. And not that Microsoft would have been my first choice, but I, I trust them to do it more than a lot of other studios. I trust them to get the trash out of Blizzard. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't have... I, I, I like Microsoft doing it better than the EAs and the Ubisofts of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, that this isn't bad. I, I might even like them doing it more than Sony because I feel like Sony might have bought Blizzard to sit on the franchises not right. make them because they have a good stacked library and they're very comfortable where they yeah. are microsoft has some fucking catching up to do so i want them to start cranking out these blizzard ips if yeah. they can i completely agree uh finally this week james earl jones has signed a deal with disney allowing them to use a uh, respeacher which is an ai program used in series like obi-wan uh, to recreate his voice whenever it is needed for star wars going forward i love that yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone knows as well as James Earl Jones does that Darth Vader is not Darth Vader without his voice. Um, yeah, I mean, probably the most iconic VO in in history, not just like cinema history, but any history. Yeah, um, which is funny because the second might be Mark Hamill's Joker. <laughs> It's true. So Star yeah. Wars, guys. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars. But um, no, that's amazing. Yeah, I I, I love that because for a post- he, he I mean he's he, he's not a young man. Ninety one. And yeah, yeah, he's not a young man, and um, he knows he won't be able to do it forever. But I mean, if someone told me, "Hey, can we just use your voice forever for this character?" and I was ninety one, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah! What am I gonna do?" Yeah, I think they said the last time they actually used his voice in Star Wars was the Rise of Skywalker. Mm, yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, but man, what a what a time that we live in. Yeah, that you could be a voice actor. 
have a really famous role, get towards the end of your life and then just go to the company and just be like, Hey, I'll just sell you my fucking voice. Yeah. Just so you can AI generate it for their all of existence. Yeah. And they'll but be like, Here every you go. time you use it, you have to pay my children. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fuck yeah, there you go. I mean, that's just show me some royalties, generational income right there. Yup. But I dig it. It's really cool to think about. It's a little dystopian to think about if you get a little into it. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. they're, 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 it's it's not not creepy, but at the right. same time, I you know I don't want to be ninety one and listening to some idiot try and voice Darth Vader mm. and me having to get online with my old fingers and be like that voice sounds like shit, you know, <laughs> in my Deckard Cain voice. And that's everything that we have for the news this week, but stick with us as we get into our main topic in the boss room. Boss room. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It's time for the boss room. Sometimes related to the news, sometimes not. This week, there's been a lot of buzz surrounding the changes coming with the release of Overwatch 2 next week. And we wanted to dive into some of those articles and give you an idea of what the Overwatch community thinks of some of these changes, as well as our own opinions on them. Note, we're going to be talking about Overwatch 2 specifically, um, not Blizzard Entertainment as a whole, uh, since we kind of do that every week. Yeah. Um, so this is mostly going to be about Overwatch 2 and the, the changes that they're making and why they have an impact and what you should be aware of. Maybe you'll like it, maybe you don't, but I just want to get some clarification because the game launches real soon. Very soon. Very soon. Matter of days, like, 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 like a handful of days. Handful of days. Handful of days to get on Overwatch 1 and remember why you hate Overwatch 1 now. Yep, but you, you know. Get, get your tokens. Get, get your, your tokens. Coins, get, the, the coins are very important. Yeah, your your your, your Overwatch coins. League watch tokens. Mm. Also, like th- those are going over. So make sure you got a bunch of those because you're going to be able to spend yeah. some pretty much right away. But those legacy tokens that you get for opening up your loot boxes and having duplicates oh, are very yeah. important. Oh yeah, yeah. So before we start, um, like a lot of online games. Overwatch has a toxicity problem, mm-hmm. uh, and while Blizzard has done very well for a lot of years. People find a way, unfortunately, to be be toxic. Um, So Blizzard's been working on a lot of steps to fix the toxic problem within Overwatch, which they're calling the defense matrix effort after D.Va's ability in the game. It's a defense ability. This is meant to make the game more inclusive and remove toxic players from playing. So the first one, the first step of this is SMS Protect. This ties your Battle.net account to your phone number, which is meant to reduce the number of Smurfs or alternate mm. accounts when you are playing online. Mm-hmm. So first things first, I need to get this out of the way. There's a lot of articles this week that were like, oh my God, Overwatch, excuse me, it's going to require you to attach your phone number to your Blizzard account. If you've played any other online shooter <laughs> in the last six years... It does this. Yeah. Like uh, for any of you not using two factor off with the Blizzard app on your phone, you should be. Yeah. Someone's going to steal your account. And it, to be fair, it's one of the best authenticators I've ever used mm-hmm. because it'll instantly communicate with like other games on my phone or whatever tablet I'm using it on. It sends me notifications rather than me having to open the app. And it's a clear, someone just tried to sign in. Is this okay? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ask you to put in codes. It doesn't ask you for numbers. It's just like, yo, is this cool? And if you have your phone, then it is cool. Mm-hmm. It's a really good authenticator. And it requires it to be on your phone. This mm-hmm. isn't anything new. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that there was just the headlines were... They were clickbaity. They were just like, oh yeah. my God. You were, now, I will say there are some weird... Dystopian. There's some weird, like asterisks to this 
Um, there are some services that currently are having problems with the Blizzard app. Um, mm. It's your kind of C and D level phone services. Your uh, Cricket, I think, was okay. one of them. Yeah, yeah, Cricket um, was one. And like one of the other that's kind of that like, like that tier of phone provider. Um, Something like Mint Mobile. Yeah, they're 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 just having problems. They're trying to sort it out right now. It's just they're having problems getting it functioning correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, It shouldn't be a problem. Uh, There's been some talk about whether or not this will hit um, lower income families that maybe can't afford to have a phone. Uh, No, that's not a thing. I'm sorry. That that more more Americans have cell phones than have places to live. Yeah. Like like, yeah. the, the, the phone is, is ubiquitous. I'm not saying everyone has one. I'm not even saying everyone should have one. But most people who are playing this game, especially that want to do it at any kind of competitive... Like, if you have the computer to play Overwatch 2, you probably have a fucking cell phone. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. So, yeah. That, so, the SMS thing, don't listen to the clickbait. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's not a thing. Literally, all the games in the world do it at these World at this of point. Warcraft required your credit card number to play in 2005. I think the phone number thing is fine. Yeah. Uh, next up is their machine learning and audio transcription. So, let's dive into this one. Basically, Blizzard is using an AI system that can listen in on game conversations and look for keywords. It's a little controversial, but if you've ever been in a game of Overwatch and invoice comms and not been a white dude, Mm. this could be super helpful. So essentially, if a player gets reported for saying certain things, use your imagination, Mm -hmm. um, the AI can go back, grab that recording and make a text file of what was said. Uh, the text file is deleted after 30 days after it's transcribed. Okay. So a lot of people are going like, oh my God, the Blizzard's recording our conversations, but they're not recording them for very long because if you're going to report somebody in a game, you typically report them after the match is over with. Yep. So they only hold on to that audio for a little bit, which is why the AI goes in, makes the transcript of what was said, and then sends the report to Blizzard. Right. So, and I mean, when you think about it, like how much, like... What are you worried about them hearing you say that right. th- that you shouldn't be saying? Please don't get into voice chat in Overwatch and like shout like your social security number, your credit card number, your address. Mm. These are stupid things to say in group voice chat or, or team voice chat in Overwatch. Mm. Just just warning you right now. If you if you've been doing that, is that if that is a standard practice of yours, you should stop before they start recording you. That being said, it's very unlikely that you will have your identity stolen by a Blizzard employee in this way. It is far more likely it will be stolen by anyone playing the game with you. Right. So stop doing it before this happens, and you'll probably just live a better life. And just don't be racist in Overwatch. Oh, yeah, and don't be racist in Overwatch. Uh, can I never again see the, the, the YouTube video of the guy, uh, of the, uh, the, the the black gentleman speed running how long it took someone to use the N-word against him in, like, Call of Duty? Right. He literally had a... Had a, had a uh, a, 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 a split a, 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 a split timer mm-hmm. so that he could start the match, say something, wait for the slur to come through, and then slap the thing and be like, "Yeah, new world record." Like there that was that. That's the video. Yeah. Like, so so let's don't let's do, make let's that not, not a thing. Let's definitely make that not a thing, yeah. please. All of these steps are to make the world of Overwatch a more inclusive place, and that's always been a theme in the game of Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Like. Everybody can be a hero. Yeah. So let them. Don't be a fucking racist. Yeah. It shouldn't be ever. hard. It's not a controversial statement to say don't be a racist. Yeah. It's not a controversial statement. To don't be a Nazi. Like, it's just mm-hmm. not. No, Sorry. Just don't do those things. Yeah. That people don't like them. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Blizzard is actually working with a group called the Fair Play Alliance. It's a global group of game creators. Basically, they are all working together to try and develop new ways to create safe spaces for people to game in. Okay. So they're using this kind of software. Riot's got something for handling toxicity in there. They actually get together as separate companies and go like, hey, this is what we found works. This is what we found works. It's the one thing that game companies get come together on because it's the one thing they really want to yeah, fight they, together. They all share in common. Is that yeah. if your game is online, you're going to get some shit like this? Yeah. Yeah. So then there's this thing that Blizzard is calling the first time user experience. New Overwatch 2 accounts will not have access to all of the heroes and content at the beginning of the game. It essentially takes you step by step in learning the game. Over the course of about 100 matches, you'll unlock everything. Okay. And then after that, you'll need to win 50 quick play matches before you unlock competitive mode. So this one is weird because people seem to be really upset about it, but the people who are upset about it are people who already play Overwatch and will have everything unlocked already. Right. It, it, it sounds like people worried about a new player experience they're never going to have. Have? Yeah. So, and, and not that, like, this doesn't affect you. I worry about it because I worry about people on welfare all the time because then mm. I'm not on it. Like, like I, I, I get where you're coming from, but that being said... You probably can't imagine what it's like to be a new player to Overwatch anymore. I'm mm -hmm. sure you can't. I can't. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but imagine it's a free-to-play game. Imagine being a, a person who's new to Overwatch and relatively new to first-person shooters. Mm -hmm. You're not talking about people who grew up playing Halo and Half-Life. Mm -hmm. You're talking about, you know, like like your average 12 to 14-year-old. Probably played a Fortnite. Yeah, probably played, a, you know, a bunch of Fortnite, maybe, uh, you know, one or two shooters in their lives, and then maybe a Call of Duty or two. And there's a lot more to this than there is a Call of Duty. So mm -hmm. if, if this is their first Overwatch experience, they have a lot to think about. They have a mm -hmm. lot to learn. There's a lot of systems in place. And there's a lot of quirks to how those things operate. So I love the idea of taking a brand new player and easing them into the game. That's the type of thing that I would really like from a game. Yep. I, and, I'd love and, it for something And mind like you, if you're queued up with a friend who's like uh, an experienced player, mm -hmm. I think they unlock everything for you. These things are not permanently locked out. You're not just on. There's been a miswording online where it's like, oh, it unlocks characters. Yes, technically it does that. But at any given time, you can go into practice, mm -hmm. still practice with those characters if oh, you've yeah. never played with them before. Um, if you're queuing up with a friend, you tend to have everything unlocked so that you can still do that yeah. um, if your friend is experienced. The idea is to create a way for a new player to get into the world of Overwatch because the character, the base character of the game, that any character, anytime somebody says, I want to play Overwatch, who should I play? Oh, yeah. I always say, you come from normal, normal air quotes, first mm -hmm. person shooters, play Soldier 76. Yep. He is a Call of Duty character. Mm -hmm. Branch out from there, right? I don't want somebody playing a character like Echo that has never played that character before it is new to the game. The reason why is that Echo's ultimate ability relies on you having a fundamental understanding of what every single ultimate in the game is yep. so that when she uses her ultimate and duplicates somebody else's ultimate, you know how to use it. Yeah, or just duplicates a character that maybe you've never played before right. and suddenly you don't know what any of your buttons do. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you give them Torb at the beginning, you give them Soldier at the beginning, you give them Mercy at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want a, a healer who had just started the game to play the newest healer oh, yeah. because she is a very high skill ceiling Or healer. even just Zenyatta. Like, like right. Zenyatta is off limits to new players. I declare this immediately. Right. Like, no, that, that's a difficult hero to play well. Yeah. 
And so all of this is, is a path to progress. And I think that it makes a lot of sense and it eases people into the game. And people look at these numbers and they're like, oh man, like a hundred maps and all this stuff. Like it's Overwatch. That's just going to fly by y'all. If you're, oh, yeah. if you're grinding some Overwatch and you're going to be doing all your battle pass on top of this while you play mm -hmm. it, you're good. You're, yeah. you're stacking things on stacking things. Yeah. And, and if you were going to come into this game and, you know, play, you, you know, play Overwatch, you, you want... Especially if you're brand new, you want some familiarity with the game and you want that, you know, that if, if you start by unlocking things, then you, you get that Skinner box and you get that investment and you're like, oh, I have a new character to learn. Yep. Oh, I have new maps to play on. Oh, I have new modes I can play. Yep. And once you get all the way through and you're ready to do, you know, quick play. And then once you played enough quickly that you're like, yeah, now I can finally get into some competitive. I feel good. I feel like not only do I know the characters that I like to play, but I know what I'm up against. Mm -hmm. That's a good time to like dive into competitive and play. And I won't even call it like the real Overwatch because I haven't touched competitive in years. And I've been playing Overwatch consistently pretty much since it came out, you know, at least a little bit every year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is a good idea. Uh, player levels are being removed as well as any borders the, the in overwatch there's borders that kind of signify signify how much you've been playing the game right yeah um, they're gonna be removing those Good. Um, you can still find a person's information about mm -hmm. that that stuff if you go to their profile if they have their profile turned on in public mm -hmm. um, by default all profiles are set to private nice um, and this is another toxicity thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like people see somebody with a gold and platinum background and maybe they don't like single-handedly wipe the enemy team mm -hmm. and somebody will go like, well, what are you doing in here? You're garbage. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a problem. It's a genuine problem. Or somebody with that kind of border is in a gold level match or something. And they're just like, wow, you played Overwatch this much. And like, you're a gold ranked yeah. person. Like it, the toxicity hits the fan. Yeah. It's just another way to harass people. Basically. Yeah. If it's, it's like. You know, looking through someone's Reddit history when they post something stupid and being like, this po person posts stupid shit all the time, you know, and then, you know, they, they, then now they have the ability to like throw it in your face. And really, right. it's just a way to harass people. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it, it's good that you don't get to just put that out there. Mm -hmm. The general chat that was that is always <laughs> active when you log into Overwatch has been removed. Good. This was probably the most toxic part of Overwatch, and it's probably for the best. I haven't heard a single person that is upset that they're taking out general chat. I haven't heard a single person ever in real life or online that has ever used that general chat. Uh, when you log racists. Into, yeah, no, because when you log into the game, you just get racist words and Korean. And uh, stream links and for, stream for, links. for watch my stream. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. Yeah, and that's that, that's it. It's entirely useless. It's Baron's chat. If we're, if we're using yeah. if we're using Blizzard analogies, it is the one of the most toxic places on the internet in one of the kindest games. Yep, exactly. The SR or skill rank number in competitive mode has been removed. This number after each competitive match would go up or down based on if you won or lost, and ultimately indicated what tier of competitive play you were in. Mm -hmm. It's been reworked that after every seven wins or 20 losses, the game will move you in tears in competitive play. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I absolutely understand why they do this. I mean, especially in competitive, when your game is going as far as it can possibly go. Mm -hmm. and the, the, you know, sometimes in quick play, if a match you know goes a certain way, you're just like, yeah, it's whatever. It's a draw. In competitive, no. We're, we're doing the full every round. I'm going to see who wins this based on how well they do. 
right? And fight against each other. These matches can be long and they can be grueling, especially if you're up against a team that is equally skilled. Mm -hmm. You can be in this match for as long as like 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. So getting to the end of that match and watching and playing your ass off and then just watching your rank drop mm -hmm. doesn't feel good. Yeah, watching, watching that all. number go down yeah. is not great. And, no, and, 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 and there's still the concept of SR. You also be moving up and down rankings. But let me tell you a story about Overwatch. Yeah. Let me derail this conversation. So like I had been playing Overwatch for quite a while. I had been doing pretty good in Overwatch for quite a while. I had a pretty decent rank in Overwatch for a while. And then I got really drunk one night. <laughs> Got really drunk one night and decided I needed to play a lot of competitive Overwatch. Mm. And my SR tanked. Tanked hard. And when you lose SR, it is hard to win it back. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a slog and a climb. Yeah. yeah. It was not great. There was a reason why people had side gigs taking over people's Overwatch account and increasing their SR. Yep. Like, it's just that horrible. Yeah, straight up. And, and like, I don't understand that. I'll never understand. Like, can you, can I please play you to just get me to platinum? Right. Why? So that you can drop it again. So that you can play your own game and then tank again. You're not yeah. a platinum player, my dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, SR was the most defeating number in the world because you play your heart out. And then as soon as you do, that number goes down and yeah. you're just like, well, I guess I'm effed. Yeah, and it feels great when it goes up, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't feel as good going up as it feels bad going down. Yeah. Especially if you had a hard match. It's one thing if you get stomped because you're ready to just take that loss pretty early mm. in a game. But if you just fight down all the way to the wire and you like C9 or someone like doesn't get to the point fast enough and it's just like you get all the way there and just barely miss it then to be punished afterwards so visually it's mm. just, yeah it's, it's it's defeating man yeah um they were removing the game's in-game medals now these medals you would get at the end of the or during the game and at the end of the game mm. for things like most damage most healing stuff yeah. like that um this has been replaced by a scoreboard that you can see in game where you can see how well a player is performing yeah scoreboard way better love that scoreboard yeah those medals man yeah, they didn't tell you anything. No, what they told you is the excuse for every time that you wanted to say the words, hey, guys, I have gold damage and I'm the healer. Yeah. That's what they told you. Yeah. What they let me do is be like, hey, guys, I have all the golds and I'm healer because because I'm Moira. And yeah. it's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> I can just do that. Yeah. So uh, who, who here is complaining? Because uh, I have all the golds. So you shut yep. up. <laughs> yep. And that's the exact reason they're removing it is because of people like you. Yep. Um, and it's a good thing. This is another good positive change. The scoreboard is a very um, just fact-based chart. Right. And mm -hmm. let's let's not forget that they put in the metal system because they never wanted a scoreboard in Overwatch 1. Right. Because they thought it would make people yell at people for not playing well. And while that's not untrue, mm -hmm. instead you just instead what you created wasn't a hey you're doing bad, you should get better or the you know the the, the, the toxic way of saying that. Yeah. Instead what they had was a group of six people arguing over who was doing best and trying to explain to each other over comms how the metal system worked while they were currently not talking about how to better organize their team and play. Right. 
Right. So in the scoreboard system, you can see things like damage done, healing mm-hmm. done. You can look at it at a glance and go, hey, I know what my areas need to be improved on. Yep. You know, it, these are things. It's just fact based information. Mm-hmm. It is. a. I understand why Jeff Kaplan did it the way that he did it. But man. Yeah. And, and, and at the time, it was kind it was, of a was, revolutionary thing. It was refreshing yeah. at the time. Yeah, but I mean, with some things, you think you have a really good idea, and over time, it turns not to not to work out. Right, because Overwatch changed from where it was at the beginning. Overwatch oh, yeah. didn't start with competitive play, mm-hmm. right? Like we now have the Overwatch League, and yeah. having access to these statistics are very important to be able to see at any given point, especially because people are putting their livelihoods on the. There are kids going to college to play Overwatch right now. Yep. Like, so this, these, this information, which has been kept from you for so long is so vitally important. If you're going to play the game at a high level. Yeah. Uh, new heroes will be released in battle passes. Uh, any new hero will be out for two weeks before they are allowed to be used in competitive play. People are a little on the fence about this one. I feel like they've kind of always done this, though. Yeah. Like in the past, I, I remember Doomfist coming out and him just not being a comp. I remember mm-hmm. the same thing happening with Mora. I remember the same thing happening with Brigitte because when these heroes came out, I was like, yeah, I can't wait to play them. But, you know, they won't be in competitive usually at least until the next uh, patch rolls over or mm-hmm. at least until reset day. Right. Mm. Like no matter when the hero came because out. they launch broke as fuck. Yeah. Because they launch in a state where if someone figures out, oh, I can just do these two moves and kill everything that's not a tank, then yeah. you're going to have nothing but those characters in comp. And it's not fun. So the battle pass controversy. Right. OK. Yeah. So there's a battle pass controversy, which is new heroes are gated behind level 50 to 55, I think, of okay. the battle pass. Um, the free battle pass, not yeah. the paid battle pass. Right. You do not have to pay for this. Characters will always be free. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that after a character is out of a battle pass, they'll they'll give you ways to still be able to get them. Yeah. But people are kind of like, wow, I have to work to yeah. get my hero. <laughs> or you can just pay for the advanced battle pass. When you pay for the advanced battle pass, you just get the hero immediately. Right. So... I don't know. I can see both sides of the argument, but like... Look, it's if, not- if you want to pay to skip learning the character, yeah. I guess, great. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's whatever. Look, I, the game being free kind of makes me very forgiving of what they're doing, mostly because I've played a lot of free to play, um, you know, battle royales and like arena shooters like Valorant and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This battle pass looks a lot better than those just mm-hmm. in general. It doesn't look like it's designed to waste my time. And the free version is something. Most free versions of battle passes in those games are filled with cosmetics no one wants. There's no fucking legendary skins in those things. And there are certainly no characters in them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, much less. It's usually stickers and sprays and emotes. And, And not that there won't be those in this pass, but there's also characters. I mean, mm. fuck, man, that, that's a good deal. Yeah. And that kind of brings us to the, the big points here. We can kind of open the floor real quick. If there's mm. any thoughts that we have about Overwatch 2, um, with it being right around the corner, just what you think of either the Battle Pass or what the systems that we've seen. We've both watched a lot of videos about what's oh, going yeah. on with Overwatch 2. So, Hector, just give me kind of your general roundup. How are you feeling about this? Um, well, as we both played the beta. Yep. We, we really enjoyed it. I feel like Overwatch 2 feels... Not fundamentally, but very different from Overwatch 1 mm-hmm. like, in a game sense um, uh, 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 way of speaking. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just exciting to see all of the new stuff come out. It's exciting to see the new skins and the way that they look on the characters finally. It's been years, literally years since we've had Overwatch content. Yeah, it's exciting to see, you know, the. it's exciting to see how 
the 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 fundamental design of new characters are when I look at Sojourn, when I look at um, Junker Queen, and finally having only seen but not played Kuriko, I see a game design that is nearly entirely about making the character fun to play. Yeah, and it, it, in maybe not the most complex way, even though Kuriko does look really complex. But Jer- Junker Queen is a relatively simple character. She has neat mechanics, but she's relatively simple. <laughs> and Sojourn is a character from Apex Legends. You'll never yes. convince me otherwise. Yep, that's, that's just an is. Apex character. <laughs> yep. Um, the, 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 it, it, they feel fun to play. They feel really good. Um, and, and I can't wait to see what new character they have coming down the line. Next um, up is a tank. Yeah, the next one up is a tank. And I, I, I just say, and I, and I said this to you earlier today, we have not had a new um, healer in Overwatch for over 1,200 days. Good so, Lord. So um, I'm very excited being a healer main myself yeah. that, that this is finally happening and the character looks good to play. Um I saw some new map gameplay. Uh, you know, I've been seeing the people who are still allowed to be in beta, people like Stylosa mm-hmm. and the team over at Your Overwatch just playing the game currently, um, you know, right up until launch here on the 4th. Yeah. And, man, it, it feels really good. And not in a nostalgic way, in a in a back-to-form way. It feels yeah. really good to be excited for Overwatch again. It, it is. It's good it to is. have it back. It's been difficult because we've been watching the Overwatch League. The Overwatch League has been playing in Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. I just wrapped an episode of the Outlaws Outpost that hasn't been posted yet. But one of the questions that we kind of posed at the end of it, the episode was, did Overwatch 2 suffer? The, did the Overwatch League suffer because there weren't players playing Overwatch 2 the whole time the league was going on. I mean... The, the professionals yeah. didn't have other players to play with other than the, each other, basically. Yeah, kind of. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah, it really... It, it made the meta stale in a way that I think won't be representative of the meta going forward. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Simply because the... Um, there, there wasn't the competition. There, there, there wasn't yeah. the uh, people figuring out neat, you know, things to do with characters and the way they stack on each mm-hmm. other. Everyone just had the meta math in their head and they picked identical teams and they just tried to roll with it. Yep. It wasn't until there were substantial changes in a recent patch that we, we got the Wild West. All of a sudden, a mm-hmm. bunch of teams are picking off tanks and, you know, different uh, different healers and really just trying to play their own game. Mm-hmm. And it feels really good. And it's really upset the balance of the team. I mean, we, San Francisco is on a losing streak. They, were, <laughs> they, they are. They were recently on a very long winning streak. The longest winning streak yeah. in the Overwatch League ever. So, so yeah, this has been really interesting. I, I think, yeah, it, it did suffer, but... I mean, they're about to come roaring back. Yeah. Yeah. I think the next season of the Overwatch League is going to be interesting. I think on my side of the world, obviously, I am a giant Overwatch fan. If you're watching on stream right now, I am literally sitting in an Overwatch chair. Mm-hmm. Um, Overwatch is a big part of my life. And I'm excited for it. And I'm excited for new people to get into it. And I know that I was a little... I, I, I made some noise when I started hearing the rumors of the free-to-play and the battle mm-hmm. paths. But, but I eat crow when I, when I know that I'm wrong and really sitting back and evaluating those things, the state of the industry is that direction. Um, getting rid of loot boxes is so fucking important because loot boxes oh, are gross yeah. and predatory. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a battle pass. Everybody has them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's just, you know, not as bad as halos basically. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. The, yeah. the bar is low. Let's not forget that by the time that uh, Halo gets its next battle pass, it will be um, uh, <laughs> uh, something like eight to nine months between seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I think the, the plans that they have of, you know, 
every other every other season, and the season is sixty days. Every other season, you get a new map, and every in between season, you get a new hero. Hero, like that sounds incredible. Right. I'm so so interested in that. Yeah. So I think the the future of Overwatch is very bright. Um, I think that uh, you know with it going free to play, we will see a lot of positive changes coming to the game mm-hmm. we mon- more money will be coming into the game honestly oh, and yeah. that's the most important thing more money coming into the game means more content which means you know we get all those updates that we've been desperately trying to get yeah and i'm ready to pick up a battle pass if it's like 20 bucks whatever if i can make enough coins from one pass to buy the next one great if i can make- uh, so the way that that works actually is that you will not be able to get enough coins from one battle pass to buy into the next battle pass mm-hmm. basically every two battle passes mm-hmm. You, you you'll get through two and you get one free. Okay, yeah, no, that sounds. I mean, that seems very fair. Some battle passes don't even let you accumulate currency to buy passes. So. Yeah, and the battle pass is like ten bucks. Yeah, so it sounds good. You and I play Overwatch every day after work. Ten was, bucks on yeah. the battle passes. Yeah, it's worth no it. big deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw I'll throw that right right at uh, right at Overwatch two because I mean it, it it provided me a lot of gaming hours. Yeah. And the fact that we haven't really ever played very much comp together. I'm super that's excited because you'll get to be a healer. I get to be a tank. And yeah, it'll gonna be, be nice. Fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So the future of Overwatch is very bright is what we're saying. Um, don't listen to the naysayers online. Wait till the game comes out and judge for yourself. Obviously, yeah. we're kind of hype manning this a little bit because we are giant Overwatch fans. We are. But the future is bright and I think it's going to be worth your time. And if you've never played Overwatch uh, before October 4th, Maybe wait till the fifth. Um, <laughs> maybe wait till the fifth. Maybe wait till the when, fifth. When we think about Blizzard launches, yeah, you may want to wait till the fifth. Yeah. Um, but that is everything for you after the show this week. We were super happy to sit down and just be giant nerds about Overwatch. I know that we try and refrain from talking about it on the show so it doesn't get stale, but we had to this one time. Jack, if you're out there, I hope that this answered all of your questions that you had when you were looking at Twitter the other day. We made an entire boss room just for you. Um, thank you to all of our patrons out there. Don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, uh, where as a patron of our show, you can donate to us and give us topics to talk about. You can head over to facebook.com slash gnggcast where you can chat with us, as well as at gnggcast on Twitter to talk to me directly until next week for Hector this is James and for James this is Hector everyone good night and good game